Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people, I ask them all the questions I can think of, and then, hopefully, by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. I had everything spread out around me. The scissors, the paper mache glue stuff, scrapbook paper, rulers. All of it was scattered across my red, hand-me-down, over-vacuumed rug. The TV was set to a Hallmark Christmas movie, and Ryan was sitting in the recliner, for sure not there to watch the movie. No, I think he was more so there to see my I'm-going-to-hand-make-all-of-our-Christmas-presents-this-year plan. He wanted to see how that was going to play out. Now, this was pre-kids, because Lord knows this plan would not fly for a two- and four-year-old. I had been deep in the recesses of Pinterest, as one does, and seeing all of these how-tos, that looked easy enough, which is what Pinterest does to us friends, right? I mean, Nutter Butters that look like reindeer? Sign me up. A personalized coat hook for your entryway? Of course. Tasteful coasters that match your living room decor? Not a problem. I had seen lots of other people delight their family and friends with thoughtful, handmade gifts, and now it was my time to shine. I mean, I was on the verge of opening an Etsy shop. I was so confident in what I was about to do. Okay, now let's fast forward just a couple hours in this story. To me, laid out on the floor, ticked at the glue in my hair, and the weird scrapbook paint stencil on a two-by-four that was laying across the coffee table. I was so defeated. The problem was I had signed myself up to do a whole myriad of things I don't actually like doing because I had seen that someone else likes doing it. And that my friends, is the story of the holiday season. We scroll and we see the best and we feel like the worst. So this year, I'm laying down some ground rules. I'm going to set some boundaries, some standards that we Hollands are going to live by, hopefully, until I see someone with a well-placed welcome Santa on their front porch and then I demand we turn our front yard into a poor man's Dollywood. But until then, These are the things I will and will not do this holiday season, and I'm bringing the person you want along with you on any new venture, our friend Brooke. And please be warned, we are two mothers that have five kids between the two of us, and you will probably hear them on this episode, because sometimes it just, it can't be helped. Am I right? Here's no one told me I get to decide what my holidays are like. Okay, so we are back again. We're talking about the holiday season. We're a week out from Thanksgiving. I am sitting in Brooke's kitchen at her beautiful dining room table. It is really pretty. It's wooden. It's just it's wide planks. It's great. You got a roast cooking over there. Very American. You got bread starter on the counter. We are we're we're doing things over here. I feel very accomplished. If you walked into my house right now, you know what you would find on the table? Henley stuffed lion. And a bird that she wants batteries in that I can't figure out how to open up. You know what I say? That's I what say you they find. quit working, and I don't, I'm not going to waste batteries on those toys. So I say they just stop working. 
But then you've wasted the money on them. I didn't waste the money on them. I promise you I did not buy a gift that has batteries in it. I promise you. <laughs> you know what that sets us up for perfectly? Failure and more <laughs> gifts that are coming in for <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <Both>. Failure first. <laughs> and also the Christmas season and the buying. So we're sitting talking about the holiday season. And with the holiday season comes a lot of stuff. Not even just stuff that you buy, but stuff that you do. Stuff that you feel, stuff that you think. All of it happens around this time of year every single year, right? So I'm deciding that we need to make four to five commitments to ourselves that we are not going to do these things this holiday season because I'm tired of getting to the end of December. Is this a holiday resolution? Let's say that because if it's a resolution, I like to hold on strong to it. Like, Do you keep your resolutions? I've kept them every year. Um, So... The year before last was to do five pull-ups, strict pull-ups. Did it, got it. Then this year was to read my Bible through. I'm on, I'm on pace to finish in like a couple of weeks. What, so, where are you in your Bible? Oh gosh, I am in. Do Ezekiel. I need to sing the song? I'm in Ezekiel and Hebrews. So Did you do a plan? Testament. I am doing mm. a plan. Yeah, I mm. like that because I don't have to think it through. You don't have to just read it straight through, right? Genesis exactly. all the way to Revelation. I've done that before though at a young age, and it was torture. Because I didn't know where I was going with it. You got into numbers. Why are they leaving? What are all these rules? <laughs> right off the bat, man. It is right off the bat. You're not very deep in when we get into that stuff. But I started thinking through, okay, what are some things that I'm going to say now I'm not going to do? And so I've sent you these as well. And I feel like we're in pretty good agreement on we these. Are. Like, it's going to be hard, though. I already feel it, the challenge that lays I know. waiting. Well, it's because you get in the, in the Christmas spirit, right? So... Every year, how do you find yourself feeling at the end of December every year? Overdone. I swear, Callie, I'm a minimalist at heart. Like, there's some things I like bigger and better. Like, I like space and a house and all these things. But deep down in my heart, I don't like stuff. I like to clean out things. I don't like to add things. And so, at the end of December, going into January, it is relief for me to take down all the Christmas decorations. I know it's very sad for a lot of people, not for me. I want to clean that stuff out. It feels better. I feel like I can breathe. But then I'm also super overwhelmed with, okay, where do I put this stuff? Particularly toys, particularly cheap, big things like items, playhouses mm-hmm. and vanities. And like I know Kitchen sets. my kids love it for that week and then it's forgotten mm-hmm. and it's taken up space and it overwhelms the hound out of me. Have you always been this way, do you feel like? Or do you think you just, as you have gotten older, you realize it's not as important? What's funny, I'm this way, my twin sister's this way, my brother's this way. My mom was very much like, if it doesn't get used, it goes somewhere. It's not going to sit. You know, we didn't have a toy room in my house. We had our bedrooms. If it didn't fit in the toy box in the closet, we didn't keep it. So other than outside toys and like our bikes in the basement and stuff like that, we didn't have, we didn't have all these toys. We had some blocks. We had some baby dolls. And then we played with sticks and rocks. Isn't it interesting that growing up, I mean, we played outside, but at this point, I vividly remember just begging my mom to keep all of my stuff, like all through the years. Like whenever she threatened to throw anything away, I hated the thought of throwing anything away, like getting rid of anything because yeah. I had this fear I'm going to need it. This is a deep psychological issue, I feel like. like what are you holding on to? I don't know. There's something deep something. down that is I'm not able to get through. But it's still true to me today that I hesitate to get rid of anything because I'm like, we might need this one. See, day. I don't feel that way at all. I'm like, is it in use right now? No. Nope. Bye. Get out of here. With that in mind... I remember when I was in college and Christmas holidays would roll around and I felt this pressure to have to get a gift for every person in my family, right? Mm, Like when you walk into these holiday settings, you feel like everyone needs a gift. So this happens before you even get kids. Like 
you feel like you've got to buy stuff. And I vividly remember going, my mom and I would do Black Friday shopping Mm -hmm. every year. We'd leave the house at like 3 or 4 a.m. And I remember going into Kohl's. No, we'd go through the ads and I would just circle random things like a foot warmer or... Oh my gosh. Yes. Like just the most absurd things that were on sale that I could get at a really good price feeling like someone needs this. Like this can be a gift for Uncle Jeff. This can be a gift. That's a lot of for, people to give yes. a gift to. And I would make a list of everyone who needs gifts. And I would write out the things that I think they should get. And it was all crap. Like as an adult, when I look back now, I realize it is fully all crap now at this point. And then with the kids, kids came. Ryan and I never did huge gifts for each other on Christmas. Like when we were first married, yeah, we didn't have the money to buy crazy big gifts for each other. So we just relied on our parents to get us the thing. And it was always stuff we needed. Because we were, we were setting up our home. We were, so it was always, those first couple years of marriage, you're actually getting things you need. It's a bookshelf. Yay. Yes. We needed that. And you're so excited yes. about it. Like yeah, a blender or a vacuum. Yes. You're like, I didn't realize I needed all this stuff, but I do. And I love Christmas right now. But then you have kids. And it's like, you want to make every Christmas bigger and better. Like not even bigger, but like better and better. See, you feel the feel pressure to create memories. I, I feel the pressure to create memories and make it special so that they look back on Christmas Day and they're like, man, that is such a great day. But that's but what I'm not saying. gifts for me. I yeah. really don't feel that pressure. I think that's a trap to get stuck in the thought that to make Christmas special, they have to remember what they get. Mm-hmm. They have to get something incredible mm-hmm. and that's what makes it special. Mm-hmm. We set ourselves up, like you said, for failure in that. So my first commitment for the holiday season is I'm not going to overbuy. I am going to have a list this year for the first time ever, a specific list of these are the things you get and that's it. Because here's what I do. And I don't know if you do this, but I get stuck in the holiday spirit when I'm out shopping. You know, they know these retailers, they get me good. They know what they're doing. Oh, they're running 75% yes. off. So this year, I'm not going to overbuy. I'm not going to walk into the store and feel like, oh, they're 75% off. I have to buy it because that's what I do. If it's on sale, I feel, Ryan says it all the time, just because it's on sale doesn't mean you have to buy it. But it kind of does. It's psychological, man. It's such a good deal. I can't pass it up. They know exactly what they're doing. So here's what... I'm not even just talking about Christmas. I'm talking about for Thanksgiving Day. How much do you cook on Thanksgiving Day? Every year, my responsibilities have grown. People are having more trust in my cooking abilities. It's about time. I mean, I'm kind of apologizing. I mean, you've I got mean, a in the world? roast um, over here and, and bread <laughs> I am starter. A good cook. However, I come from the cook. So my mom is notorious for being the best ever. So it's, she's a hard act to follow and she wants to make all the things. And so now my responsibility is coming in the day before and helping to prepare. We cook the whole day before we prep all the food and then we Mm -hmm. eat them lunch Mm -hmm. on Thursdays. So I do quite a bit of cooking now. How much do you think you all spend on Thanksgiving dinner? Oh my goodness. Probably 500, 600 bucks. Do you think so? Honestly, this is going to blow your mind. What do you think the average price for a Thanksgiving meal is? That has all the the classic Thanksgiving day foods. Well, turkeys and hams are exorbitantly expensive. I'm going to say for a family of four, enough to feed ten people plus leftovers. Six hundred? No, this is going to blow your mind. How much this is? How much? Forty eight dollars and ninety cents. Wait, what? A study the last year in two thousand yeah it was two thousand eighteen. The average Thanksgiving day meal. The average price, turkey day foods, enough to feed 10 people and have leftovers, is $48.90. Okay. I'm struggling to believe it. I function on that thought. I because know. if I go to the grocery store, and we go to the grocery store like three times on Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe even a run on Thursday morning if it's open, and I promise you I spend two to $300 each trip. Yep. How am I doing that? I, so this is what I'm trying to figure out. I think this is if you're just doing like turkey and dressing. Okay. 
mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's cheap. Green beans. Yeah. And like rolls. Maybe. They're not putting the fried onion rings on those. I'm telling green you. Green bean casserole. So here's. They're, they're they, skipping they're some corners. Cuts. They're skipping corners. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's because I bet some of these, not every family makes everyone's favorite dish. So my mom feels like she has to make everyone's favorite dish every Thanksgiving. Corn casserole, Carol. Gosh, you better believe you know it all day long. Why is give that so me, good? Just give me a fork in the casserole and I'm oh. good. But that's what, because I, when I read this, I thought there's no way. That a meal is 40. But that's what I'm saying. It's overspending. We convince ourselves we have to have the turkey and the ham. And then you eat on it for like seven days afterwards. And then you're sick of it. And you don't want any more ever again. I don't know if I get sick of it though. I know. I, I said I think that I even that as I was once. saying it, I was thinking to myself, I really Can like it. Can I tell it, you though. what's underrated that I now appreciate as an adult? Cranberry sauce. My mom makes the real deal cranberry sauce, like cooks them down. And that is a nice supplement I don't understand that or horseradish. I don't like horseradish. But... The cranberry sauce with the turkey and a big scoop of mashed potatoes. Yes, sir. I don't, I still don't understand it, but that strawberry pretzel salad, I do. Oh, yes. Okay, so then you get over Thanksgiving and you Black Friday shop. Overbuying again. Overbuying. Here we go. You buy it because it's on sale. But I have a thing. I'm, I'm not one of the people that fall into like, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. I'm so convicted of not buying I don't buy just to buy. Like if there's a necessity or there's a need or there's a want, like that I truly know is a want, I can do it. But I'm not just going to buy something to buy something. It ticks me off when people do that for me. Mm. Like there's people in my life that love me and that want to give me a gift. And isn't that heartbreaking that. when don't it's something that, you don't have. that you're like, I'm probably never going to use this. Or, I don't yeah. even know what this or is. Or I know from place financially they're spending money they don't have on something I don't need. Not To me... I hate that. Like, it feels burdensome to me. Well, what does your buying process look like? So, we just started the Black Friday tradition about four or five years ago. We enjoy going at a reasonable time. We go in the morning when the early, early birds have cleared out. And the sales are still going. And we go and pick out a lot of the basics. Like, I take care of a lot of Mark's coworkers and the people that work with him in You're the office. You're buying gifts for coworkers, too? Well, he, they're his employees. So, got to give him a little something. He throws them a party. I get, like... The nice Yankee candles or whatever. Um, they run great deals on those. Teachers. That's a good time to get teacher gifts. I get some of the basics for my girls. Um, this year, we're doing a, a new iPad for the girls. I'm whispering because they're upstairs. <laughs> and so I will hunt down a good deal on something like that. Mm-hmm. But Target that, usually has a good deal on electronics. That's good to know. Years ago, we bought Ryan's mom an iPad for her uh, for Christmas. Ooh. We listen. You do big gifts for your parents, huh? Well, because they do huge gifts for us. One year they took us to Disney, like the whole family. That was the gift as we were all going to Disney. I mean, they do huge gifts. One year, last year they bought us a washer and dryer and a dishwasher. Oh, holy cow. I know. They do huge gifts for us. So I feel like we have to return the favor, which is a whole other commitment that you're making that if someone gives you a great gift, you feel like you got to give everyone a better one back. You know what, Mark and I got so passionate about and we forced it on our families which my family was very easily to accept it mark's mom is much bigger into the gift giving and um, season but we make every family draw names now we so have started I'm not drawing buying names. for every nephew every niece i'm not buying for every brother sister even my mom we've and dad. started drawing names and you have to give a list oh shoot you we have to give list. a list of things you actually want oh. so that i'm not just out there buying you socks and a tie when you don't even have a corporate job to wear them to, right? Because otherwise you're just guessing. Because even though I love my family, I don't know what they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I truly, I don't know what my brother wants. I don't know what my sister-in-law wants. So just give me a list and I will get, and it's all under a certain price. We have a price limit on it too. Oh, we're, I'm just telling you, gifts don't do it for me. So I'm probably the worst person in the world to give you a gift as well. Because to me, it's just like, it's not necessary. Like if there's wants that we have, I, I pretty much but get it's it the during the season. I know. That and will I, get me every single time. It doesn't matter if it is, like I don't, 
Ryan got me um, AirPods for Mother's Day, which he's very techy. I am not. And I thought this is, I need to celebrate that he got me these, but these are dumb. Like, I don't need I don't these. Like I'm fine with just cheap old headphones. But then I started using them and I thought he knew what he was doing. because headphones are a good. good yes, this year. because of running, because of if you have anyone active in your life, AirPods, they're worth it. They fall out of my ears. I got to find some that you go don't around even, them. You don't put them in your ear right. Yes, you I do. I have small ear holes. Who okay? has small ear holes? That's not even a Me thing. Me and Mark Pankratz. Have you seen how little his ears are? Are you all over there just sticking fingers in each other's ears? Well, I measured it. How last do you know? Time. His you did not measure it. No, but his are tiny, small. They're like tiny little small ears. Is that why he ignores you? He just can't hear you. That's <laughs> Open your tiny ears and listen to me. <laughs> but AirPods, also subscription boxes are worth, they are worth it. We had it on the holiday gift guide last year. And I remember when someone was sharing with me about them and I thought, I just don't think it's worth it every single month. You don't need something. I get, Ryan got me one of those for Christmas. Ryan is really looking good right now. He is. Okay, gift giver, Ryan. He got me one for fitness, like clothes, like workout clothes. And I get so pumped for it every time it comes. And they fit? And they fit. And I love them. Shoot. I know. It is amazing. Now, the quality is not always the best. Like, it's hit or miss on it. But the, it was, but the subscription boxes here, they have them for everything now. They do. They have everything them a subscription box. For you want your knife sharpened? There's a subscription yes. box for that. You yes. want your canned goods brought in. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. I was wondering what you're going to come up I with next. Really, I was on the I edge of my one. I, was, <laughs> I had to dig. <laughs> Where did canned goods the come from? Canned right there. <laughs> kind of looked to my right. Canned goods. Done. Canned goods brought to your front but, door. Look it up. It's called Crate Joy or something like that. And you can find... Now, they're hit or miss. Read the reviews on them because I got Ron one and it was garbage. It was so bad. What was in it? Um, nothing. Like you paid $45 and I'm pretty sure he got he got a black t-shirt that was from Yellowstone that had a bear growling at it. Like growling out of it. You know, like the bear's mouth is like open and it I says Yellowstone in black and white. And this is... I'm going to take it a step further being even more bearish. Ryan did not want the shirt, obviously. What happened was Yellowstone was cleaning out their gifts. Like their... I guarantee this is what happened. Cleaning out the gift store. And they were like, you know what? We, no one's buying these. We'll just give them away to this company who wants them. And they put them in these boxes. So Ryan didn't want it. I love oversized t-shirts. So I'm like, hey, there's a giant bear on here, like menacing, angry. School. It's intimidating. I'll wear it. So I wore it when I was out of town. And I was staying in a hotel by myself. Pulled back the comforter, which is a whole other story, and there were like gross stains on the sheets. So I had to call <laughs> Maid to come up and change them, right? Which I usually don't do. No, it's not that. That nasty. is not in my. But I was just like, I can't handle this. And I'm sitting there thinking, the only shirt I have brought to sleep in that I already have on is this black T-shirt with a giant bear growling on it. And I'm gonna have to open the door in this shirt and just stand there. Like she knew you weren't playing around. She though. made listen. I opened that door. She made eye contact with that bear. And she knew, I better get in here and change these I'm sheets. I'm going to clean these sheets for yes, this woman yeah. before she She was me. intimidated by that bear as soon as she saw it. You can't look in that bear's <laughs> eyes and not... not Yellowstone. No, put a little pep in your step. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you right now. Okay, number two that we are not going to do, especially you, Brooke. I want you to say it out loud and say it with conviction. I am not over committing. Oh, I know. In my heart, I don't want to. Mm. It just happens. Mm. What, these are the things I will do. I will do Christmas cookies. Oh, yeah. I love doing them with the kids. That's something I enjoy. You want to know why I will do it? Because we enjoy it. We do enjoy it. By the end of it, I don't feel like I want to cause someone harm. Yeah. I'm feeling happy because I've got cookies and dough, and the kids are in bed by the time they're finished, so I get first take at them. All the reasons why we will do. You know what we're not going to do? We're not going to do gingerbread houses. I'm not at my house. No. I refuse to. Not going to do them. Let me tell you why. It causes a mess. 
And everybody starts crying when the house doesn't stay up. And everybody starts crying when people start eating stuff off each other's and houses. And then my kids want it displayed somewhere in my house after it's finished. And guess what? Mama don't have room for that. I'm already and like, we're even heavy. That does not match my Christmas decor. Thank you. So I will not have it out. Can I put it on the tree? No, you guys can't keep it. No, it doesn't. It will not. Here's what I will do. I will put lights on my house. Probably by myself. Ryan doesn't do heights. I will our, do lights on my house. Is too high. I need you to really, I need you to get brave here. It's worth it. I was doing the peak of our house. Ryan's going to kill me for saying this. I was putting lights on the peak of our house when I was pregnant with Henley. So I was like seven months pregnant. Shame on you, And Ryan, Ryan was like, if the neighbors drop by right now and see you at the top of that ladder. But I was like, he couldn't stop me. Like it just. You were on a mission. I was. And it was one of those things where I, when I was pregnant, I don't know if you were this way, but it would tick me off if people told me I couldn't do something. True. I mean, it made me angry. Yep. And so I was at the top, the very tip top of that ladder well, hanging the tip lights. The top of our front of our house is three stories. So we don't just, do that. I, that is, that is over committing. So we won't commit to that. I won't commit to but it. I will do that. I'll do the bare what, what I will not do is I will not look on Pinterest for how to wrap my gifts because... Okay, can I tell you a cheat? Everybody, If you say right newspaper... Now. No. Craft go paper. Go on Amazon, buy the brown package paper. I love the brown package paper. You, buy, you, guess, you keep it and for I don't all do, events. I don't do gift tags anymore. I write on the package who it's for. You can. Absolutely. You, you can don't do even that. need gift tags anymore. It's just one more oh. thing you have to add on there. And I bought... Here at me, I'm not over committing. Brown package paper, cute... Uh, Christmas cute twine ribbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. tie it on there. It looks so cute. And twine's easier. The ribbon, you're trying to get the twirl out of it. And yep. I have so many cuts on my hands from trying to get a twirl because my mom is a master gift wrapper. Oh, those people. I know. And I'm just not. And I'm not, I'm also, I'm not going to commit to handmade gifts for any family oh, members, no. period. Absolutely I went not. through, I did a year where I was set, it was when we were first married and we were very poor. And people were giving us nice things. And I was like, here is a coaster that I made with out of paper mache. Like it just was not that. Did my you mom really make a coaster out of paper? I, you better believe I did. My mom still has them. There are things to be. However, Ryan's mom. You think mom's, she actually doesn't like them, but she keeps them because she knows you made them with love. Probably so. She's See, that's I'm, the mother's I'm, heart. I'm heartless. I'd throw it away. Like, this is would. crab. I know you would. <laughs> Let me tell you something else. I'm not committing to. I'll semi-commit to Elf on a Shelf. <gasps> what that? Let me tell you something right now about that elf. If you're you listening people. to this right now, or you have a family member who does this, and they move that elf every single night. And they come up with another creative way to have that elf come back. Nope. Let me tell you how you're supposed to do elf on a shelf. You move that elf once a week and you give it a clipboard and you say, hey, this elf's taking notes and it's going to go back to Santa at the end of the week because I'm not moving it every time. Here's the thing. We don't commit to it doing funny things at night. I am not about to clean up a mess from an elf, number one. Number two, I'm not creative to come up with anything past one or two ideas. So we just move it around the house. We wake up and he's in a new position. Most of the time that's me panicking and he's in a new place. You know what I mean? Where are your go-to hanging. places for the elf? A lot of lamps, a lot of high fixtures so that he is not touched. We had a we had a crisis situation last year where he fell and was touched and he lost all of his magic per the book. And so we had to pray that Santa would restore his magic. And the next night, guess what? He came back. Did you lay hands on the elf? We laid hands and we, <laughs> we did some oil, olive oil. We anointed him. He came back good as new. The Lord heals. <laughs> That's just the elf showed up and the Southern I Baptist elf. <laughs> Listen, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> if that's gonna get you to Christmas, it's gonna get you to Christmas. But also, also wait about two weeks into December before you start it, so you don't have to commit to it all the month. I know we don't start until I think it's the first weekend of December. We will start it, and it will not. It will move once. I promise you. You can ask any one of my family. It moves once a week, and I'm not even ashamed to say it. I'm not moving that thing every single Heck night. No. I'm not gonna do it. No. But also. I saw this meme the other day, and there's so much truth to it. 
I always said I would never lie to my kids, right? Like when I saw parents, even little fibs, I was always like, I will not, I'll always tell them exactly what's going on. But then I also find myself every time they do something being like, is that elf watching you? That elf's going to go tell, like, I, it is like, I'm spinning lies about this elf. Like you would not even believe that would absolutely blow your mind after saying I would never lie to my children. But it works. And sometimes that that leverage feels good. Just hear me when I say, don't overcommit to that elf because it's going to stress you out and it's not worth it. And I think the big question for the holiday season, whenever you're asked to do something, whenever you're about to commit to do something, I want us to ask ourselves, I'm going to ask myself this, am I doing this because I think I'm going to enjoy this or I think my family's going to enjoy this or am I doing this only so I can document it and show other people what we did? I'm going to say for me, that's not true. Because you never take pictures of anything. And if you do, they're not worth keeping. (laughs) I like that angle. Thank you very much, Callie. I am not a documenter. Like every once in a while, if there's a good photo, I'm like, yes, I will share this with people. My thing is, in my head, I have a mental checklist that that as a mother, I'm supposed to provide certain experiences for my kids. So like, yes, we have to go see lights. Yes, we have to watch certain movie. Yes, we have to have a snow day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've got to make that happen somehow. Whether it's documented or not. And the thing is, our kids don't even know there is a checklist. Like, they're excited to do anything. Yeah. You know, but then, and that goes to the next one. I'm not going to be a FOMOer. Like, I'm not going to say yes to things for fear of missing out if I say no. Because that's what I do. I say yes because I'm scared that as soon as I see that they're doing it, like I say no, and then I see all the documentation of them doing it, and I'm like... My life is awful. You know, like I'm sitting here thinking, How we don't do anything do fun. My yeah, kids. my kids, they're going to be so disappointed. They have well, a terrible it childhood. From, it went from like our parents having Christmas morning and waking up and there being a gift and it being special to now there's like 17 class parties. There's a church party. We celebrate Christmas the whole week of. There's there's presents that lead up to Christmas Eve. It's like, here's your Christmas PJs and a Christmas movie. And Do you open chocolate. presents on Christmas Eve? Any? My parents, growing up, we did. That's did why you? I never believed we in never Santa. We couldn't even touch them. No, my parents, It was they never even told me about Santa, a bunch of jerks. I had to wake up every you day no knowing that Santa was not real and knowing it was all about Jesus from an early age I have and a telling friend, everybody about it. I have a friend. She was a single mom. And she said, I am intentionally not telling my kids about Santa because I want them to know that their mom is working hard to earn the money to buy them what they're asking for. I, like, I can get behind it. Yeah. She was like, I want them to know from the get-go that it is their their mom who is earning the money to make this special But I will them. say, even though I didn't believe in Santa, and I truly never believed in Santa, ever, Christmas was still magical. Yeah. Even though I perpetuate the law now for but my is, children. Isn't that special, though, to remember about your kids? Like, no matter what, this time of year is going to be special for them. Whether or not you go and see Christmas lights in a different neighborhood every night. Whether or not you make it to Dollywood. Whether or not you build a gingerbread house. Like, this is special to them because of the feelings. Which sounds like I'm making a Hallmark movie right now. It is the feeling. It is. That's all it is about. But, okay, so we, we're, we're going into this holiday season. Brooke, what, do, what does each event need to have for us to say yes to? If someone comes to you like, hey, we're going to do this, do you all want to come and do it? It has to be inclusive, like kids and my husband, and it has to have dinner incorporated with it. Because can, can I tell you something? I'm so tired of running around because we are in every sport, all the things. I'm so tired of making sure people are fed and then getting to our location only to come back and they're still hungry and I'm feeding them a second dinner. So this location better have dinner. And then be it all inclusive because I'm not paying for a babysitter, and that way it's something we all share together. See, I tied it in to being special at the end, and not just we do selfishly what I need. Just to don't happen. make me feed so you. Don't invite me anywhere unless you have dinner cooked, and I'm not bringing anything. 
And don't ask me to bring anything. And you say this, but you're a big talker because you're going to walk in with like a full platter of homemade cookies and cinnamon rolls and fresh baked bread. So I like, this is really the people that need to hear this is me. And then since I'm going to go by the Dollar General and get some of those holiday cookies with sprinkles on them, and then I'm going to put them on a plate like I made them. And I'm going to pass them off and be like, yeah, I made them. I can't tell you how. Okay. This is one of the biggest ones. This is what we're talking about is I'm going to be present. I'm not going to bury myself. I'm not going to let the stress of making sure everyone is having the best Christmas ever make me hide myself in Netflix or my phone or idle, useless activities that by the end are going to leave all of us drained, none of us full of, of whew, yep. you know? like, yep. and, and, that's, and that's the first place I want to hide when I'm overwhelmed too is mm-hmm. like I just need a minute. Or I make Mark take the girls somewhere on a Saturday morning when we could all be together. I need y'all to get out of the house so I can wrap presents. Mm-hmm. I need y'all to get mm-hmm. so I can get the Christmas things done when really we just need to be together. I mean, it's just that I'm not going to chase what I think something should or shouldn't be like. I'm not going to try to force anything this year. And I say this with full confidence before we're actually in it. But if I say I'm not going to overbuy, all of these things are tied together if you think about it. It is. If I say I'm not, it's all because we're trying to create some experience that we've never had. If you think back on our Christmases, they're like I had great Christmases growing up. My family, like my parents were great about creating that atmosphere. But for some reason in my head, I've made it more than it actually was. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. when really it was, we were just at home on Christmas morning together, opening presents, and then we went to my grandmother's. But now it's like you think we went to Dollywood maybe sometimes, but not us. We weren't making Christmas cookies together. We weren't building That's gingerbread true. houses. I didn't have Elf on a Shelf wasn't even a thought at the you That's know very true. you know like we, we didn't have any of this stuff, and we've just overdone it now because if, do we feel like we have to prove something? Do we feel like we have to make a point that we make the best Christmas experiences it's together? Because we see everyone else document it, and if we've not done it, we felt like we've missed. Or if it. we see that other people are doing it, then we are less than because we are not doing it. Man, that this age of comparison because of social media is what kills us. It steals our joy. And it's what leads to overbuying. Yeah. It's what leads to overcommitting. It's what leads to the FOMO of I'm gonna say yes even though I really don't have the energy or the real desire to do this. Yeah. But I don't want to miss out if I say no. It's what leads to us not being present in the moment. You know? True. The present is your presence. Oh wow, that should be on a shirt. Gosh, I'm going to make an ornament that says that. <laughs> Hanging on your Let's tree. With it. oh, my face. It's just going to be my face. And the present is just Callie. Presence. <laughs> okay, end of year. This is my last one. I will not overwhelm myself with what I will do in 2020. Ooh. I'm not going to set goals that are so big that I'm going to beat myself up at the end of 2020 because I didn't do them. Do you do that? I do. I set, when I set goals, they are like astronomical goals. They're not feasible. They're not five pull-ups. It's like I'm going to do a triathlon by the end of the year. I go from Why zero to a hundred. Yourself, I know like that. Man. I do. I do. And then I'm fully disappointed when I don't do it. But I'm surprised you even make a plan that far. You know, you and I are. Let's I know. see how the day feels. Yes, we'll see what I do on this day. Yes, but also I do think goals are required. Yeah, <sighs> required's a bad word. I don't think they're required. I think they're healthy. Yeah, But I don't, and I'm going to say on the flip side, I don't think you're unhealthy if you're not setting huge goals. But it's something as simple as I'm going to just do this thing, this one thing, once a day. Mm. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to. So what do you think, what are some fair goals to set for the new year? I think, man, I don't want to get carried away with the bandwagoners, but a health goal is always awesome. Like maybe your health goal is to cut back on sugar or it's to 
give yourself 15 minutes of activity a day. And those are all things that we could all do. Thank goodness we have bossy watches now that tell Mm -hmm. us that we've not moved enough or what have you. I actually think that's a really good investment. If you've not made it, you can get a Fitbit for 30 bucks now and track your activity. But I just think little things that you can chip away at. And who knows? Six months in, you may go like, this is easy. And you want to take it further. Let's jump up. But that's the truth. If you could set a health goal... And like a personal growth goal. I've really enjoyed my personal growth goal because in addition to my devotional, I told you I've been reading through my Bible. And that has been, it's a little bit, a lot. I mean, in the mornings, I have to get up an additional 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to the 30 minutes I was getting up prior. So now I get up at 5.30 as opposed to 6.30 or whatever. But I'm really thankful for that time because it's been a really good year in terms of spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And so, and I think that's the simplicity of it. I think we always, we get stuck in the trap of, I'm going to lose pounds, or I'm going to, you know, we put a number on things. And when we don't hit that number, we are failures. Or when we're not on track to be the number, we just quit by March. Yeah. But if we flip the script a little bit and say, here's a health goal that's I'm going to do, uh, you know, an hour of activity total a week. If you're just starting out, that's a good goal, you know? All right, Brookie, to wrap it up, tell me what's one thing you're so happy someone's told you about. What do you love right now? Oh, I'm just a big fan. It's not because anybody told me. It's just because I have learned to not be able to live without it is Amazon Prime and one-day delivery. I mean, I honestly— How much of your shopping is going to be online? I'm going to say about 90%, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. ashamed. You know what that is? I thought I'm I would never want to do economy. it. I know, well, I always thought I'm never going to do that because I love going in the stores and looking around. I save money online shopping. Which is There's crazy. There's a good chance I do too. Because I'm not just grabbing stuff to grab it. Like I'm not just, uh, just because it's 75, 80% off. I'm, I don't do that on Amazon. I know what I'm getting and I have my list and I'm done. You know what? I do want to redo all my Christmas decorations this year. I just don't think I can afford to do Christmas and Christmas decorations. It's, it's kind of exorbitant. My thing is that I'm so happy someone told me about was the subscription boxes. Trust me when I say go look for them. They're great gifts, especially for people who are out of town. love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.